Accent work. Good day, everyone. Uh, welcome to Is It Wet, the podcast. I'm Sophie. I'm Caitlin. And today we're doing uh, the 2010 Zack Snyder inexplicably Australian children's film Legends of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. Let's see how long uh, the accent. It's already it's breaking down already. It's uh, it's already we're on we're on uneven footing. Uh, Oh, it's not. I didn't do the joke. The joke is uh, (laughs) this is the podcast where we're just a found family that will not hesitate to push each other into a forest fire when the time comes. Yep, that was a bit out of order today. Sorry, folks. Oh, it's okay. It makes a, it's it's cut together as well as this movie was, <laughs> um, and you know it was just one kind of jarring moment after another. And yeah. So it's fine. It's all fine. It works. Yeah. Zack Snyder would love it. He's gonna love it. He's gonna love this episode. <laughs> um, we, we try to do everything to just impress him. So. Yeah, and I do want to say that I think I think the reason that the in my mind how we came to do this movie because I thought I was going to go my whole life without watching this yeah. movie, but that hasn't happened, and that's okay. <laughs> Fate had other plans for you. <laughs> they had other plans, and so I I think it was because like the big what everyone's talking about this mm-hmm. week that we are recording is that the uh the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League movie mm-hmm. came out and it, it's a, it's very long i hear it's 4 hours 4 hours plus yeah for over 4 hours and mm-hmm. so i was like okay y- y- you so if you were like we should we're, everyone's talking about Zack Snyder should we do a mm-hmm. Zack Snyder movie and I looked up what Zack Snyder's movies were, and I couldn't believe my eyes. I thought that I was dreaming. Were there 10 million fireflies? <laughs> yes. And how we're not even we're not even ready. I'm not ready to talk about Owl City. We're not even five minutes in. We're already at Owl City. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, and I I was like, the the fucking Owl, Gahul movie, the Owl's <laughs> movie is on here? I was like, there's no way. There's no way. And I, I just kept refreshing the page I was looking mm-hmm. at, and I was like, no, he... He directed this movie. He directed this movie. And and yeah, and so this is the only Zack Snyder movie I'm willing to uh, discuss. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, this was the only one that I could handle this, this weekend, I guess. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking forward to us getting him sending us a email without any subject line that's his <laughs> Snyder's cut of this movie with real owls real owls performing terrible so acts of violence against so many one another. owls were killed in that in that cut that's why it wasn't able to be released in theaters but yeah, yeah I'm also excited to see it yeah we're thank you in advance Zach yeah we're Snyder truthers uh 
We're going to get some billboards that say, did you know uh, Zack Snyder directed Legends of the Guardians of the Ghoul? <laughs> and it's his best work. And it is the most successful, to me, um, exploration of him as an auteur filmmaker is how mm-hmm. do you translate that sort of film film style to the animated world. <laughs> and it's very fascinating. Um, it, honestly, and very it is. silly. Yes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very interesting. As someone who's seen like two or three Zack Snyder movies. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. But uh, before we get into that, Caitlin, did you have a wet moment or wet thing that you consumed this week? Yes. So this week uh, was... It was just a one of the harder weeks in in quarantine. This was like the week that it's you know marks a year that lockdown happened, mm-hmm. and just for lots of reasons, it just it, it's a it was a tough week. And for some reason, what my brain needed to cope was, and I think you can relate to this because you've uh, leaned on some. I guess comforting video games in right. in these times, mm-hmm. and so I also did that. Um, what I've what I've been doing this week to just like turn off my brain and and get through it is I've been playing Lego Harry Potter years one through four, <laughs> and it's really just it's it's tough now to sort of go back through something Harry Potter yeah, uh, yeah. now now that I in in light of just knowing no know, getting to know the author more yeah. and and what they believe mm-hmm. and and you know I think we all yeah we've talked about this that you have to sort of excavate the things that you were into when you were a kid mm-hmm. because now you're an adult yeah. and so it's like I'm not I don't feel super connected to the story my brain can just literally turn off and like so I've played this game so many times mm-hmm. that some of the levels are frustrating to me because I'm like, I, I feel like I just did this mm-hmm. level. I have to do it again. Oh, my. Like, I could do this level in my sleep. Right. But then I always realize at a certain point that I haven't really played this game all the way through. Oh. What happened is I used to have it on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it was for Steam. And or maybe it wasn't even on Steam yet because it's a pretty old game, but I would play it. And when you got to maybe the second level in year four, okay, you got to a certain point and you like melted the ice on these statues. Uh-huh. That was what you had to do in the game. And for some reason, it like would trigger something that would just shut down the game okay. and I couldn't I couldn't get past that part and I tried everything mm-hmm. I tried all the hacks I tried things that people were saying on message boards and nothing would get it to work so the game came out on the switch okay kind of recently and I was like oh wow I could finally see what like the end of this yeah. game looks like so I got it and I it's always a joy to to reach a certain point and be like oh now I'm not gonna like remember a bunch of stuff because I haven't played this part as much but I think what the wettest part mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. is a, a large portion of the game involves uh drinking potions yeah. so that you can yeah. perform certain actions uh-huh. and the way that you make these potions is you collect like three items from mm-hmm. the room that you're in and you put them in this cauldron and then the cauldron like bubbles over and all of this like metallic liquid starts spilling mm-hmm. out of it and it looks 
delicious. <laughs> and then you take this big goblet and you just like dunk your big Lego hand Ooh. and your goblet in this in this metallic liquid and you just chug it. You chug so much of it and then it like flows through your little Lego body like Popeye the Sailor Man <laughs> and like you start <laughs> like just bulging and bubbling and yeah, it's uh I love that a large portion of the game involves just chugging Chug. metallic liquid. Oh yeah. Uh, I am fascinated by this. I have not gotten into, like, (laughs) the Lego version of, like, popular franchises other than, like, I think I've seen the Lego movie. It's always been intriguing to me, um, but because when I love a, a piece of media, I'm like, what if all of the character, like, (laughs) what if 12 Angry Men, what if they were all Legos? That's my personal favorite movie franchise. And, yeah, and you have to boil it down to, like, a storyline that takes um, place in six levels, you know. Yeah, again, (laughs) Death of a, Lego Death of a Salesman uh, was a huge endeavor, but they figured it out. (laughs) They can do no wrong, those, those Scandinavians. Um, Mm -hmm. That sounds, I know you're a big Lego fan, and uh, I would love to watch you play it. That is what I will say. So, yeah, I, I will also say that there, pretty much everyone in my life that I've, I obsess over these games. If there's a Lego game, I've played it. Okay. I, I love these games. I could go on and on about what I love about them, mm-hmm. but I yell back at the game frequently. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, it is a whole experience uh, watching me play one of these games. <laughs> but I look forward to your like Al Pacino level Twitch channel where you just scream it. You're just like, you dumb Lego Harry Potter. How can you do this to me? I assume that's what you're saying. Yeah, it's mostly that. I'm mostly yelling at Harry Potter, even though that's like who you have to be most of the time. I'm like, oh, you dumb Harry Potter. (laughs) I hate hate that I have to be you right now. You nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so Sophie, did you do anything wet or or see or? Yeah, so I did. I watched an hour of... Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, I have not, and then I was like, I, I cannot do more just because yeah. it's very long. And and I think he suggested, don't like, don't wa- watch this all in one sitting. It's too powerful. <laughs> oh, I thought you, you need were to stop there. Thought, like, <laughs> he was, was like, like, I don't know. They really wanted this cut of it, really and I was like, this. Sure, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> like, oh my god, you guys, fine, like watch it. But oh my god, uh, um. <laughs> No, I watched it, but I've not seen any other DC movies other than the ones for girls, like the Wonder Woman and mm-hmm. um, the good Harley Quinn movie. Um, oh, yeah, so I've yeah. only seen those. So that's my only context. Um, so I haven't seen any of the the Zach's, other Zack Snyder DC movies, and I think that might have might help. So it was just oh. incomprehensible nonsense. <laughs> it was just like the mother box; it's opening, and I was like, I think that's bad. Um, and then there's like, I'm like, why? Why is Wonder Woman friends with divorced dad uh, Batman, and why is why is Alfred like five years older than Batman and Jeremy Irons? Like, Yo, I don't know. Is it is it Batman Ben Affleck? It's Ben Affleck. Who no. to me is the, I won't. I is won't a divorce, do that. He is a divorced yeah. dad, but also in his his role as Batman. Um, but so that wasn't very particularly wet. Um, but so I was watching that with my boyfriend, and 
he wasn't like super loving it. So I was like, <laughs> I want to put it on a movie that like guys love. And like, I hear it's good. I haven't had the opportunity to watch it because it doesn't really seem like my thing. So, and you know what? I'm really sick. Like, uh, Justice League is the color palette so washed out. Yeah. Just grays and metallics. I mean, fucking the whole movie too. Kind yeah. Of well, compared to Justice League, I was like, <laughs> the color, it's sumptuous. Um, so I put on the lighthouse, which... Oh. Even more is in black and white, so didn't yeah. help with the color palette. <laughs> no. um, is about two uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson getting stuck at a lighthouse and just yeah. losing losing their marbles. And that movie's wet. Uh, I we did not finish it because it was very disturbing. Yeah. Um, but it but it's very wet. I thought it was going to be dry because the director he also did the witch which is a pretty yeah. dry movie even though the themes are wet black philip as an evil goat is a wet character yeah or the devil like spoilers the devil um but this was very wet it's there there's like it's like raining for it's most raining of the movie, throughout right? it yeah. there's like there's seagulls are out to get robert pattinson um oh. there's just a lot of jacking off scenes there's a lot of like he has to like empty their chamber pots off the side of this island and then he sees like and he's haunted by these visions of like sexy evil mermaids um it's all it's all very wet stuff and maybe i'll finish it yeah yeah you you, it's you know honestly and they're also supposed to just be out there. They do get stuck, but uh, they're only supposed to be out there for four weeks. And, like, day two, Pattinson's, like, not having it. <laughs> and, like, I don't mean to bra- brag, but, like, I know we have um, internet and uh, Lego Harry Potter, <laughs> but I feel like I did a lot better in quarantine than Willem Dafoe mm. and Robert Pattinson did. And I just think they uh, needed to try harder. Um, mm-hmm. or yo, every day past four months, I'm like, are you, ca- I wake up every morning and I say in the mirror, I'm like, look how far you are and you're not Defoe right now. You're not you Defoe. Haven't Defoed it. <laughs> yeah. You haven't just completely Defoed this whole thing. Off. You haven't Defoed it. Uh, and yeah. Um, I also, I liked also to think, imagine that, um, this movie is what, uh, Edward Cullen was doing in New Moon when he leaves Bella. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For a while, he like goes on a he sabbatical. To, he wants to like completely isolate himself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wants to completely isolate himself. And yeah, what what better place to do that than like an island in Maine? Um, and he probably saw Willem Dafoe and was like regardless of whether that man is actually a vampire that man is a vampire look at his face and his teeth that guy is not going to be shocked about anything i do yeah um yeah defoe i love him um yeah i love you green goblin yeah i love his energy uh i do too yeah i would get a timeshare in boca raton with him drop of a hat drop of a hat do you think, wait, I'm just thinking about it now. Do you think he and Robert Pattinson, like, when Corona happened, do you think mm-hmm. they were like, oh, we fucking got this? We got this. Because <laughs> I imagine, I think they were super method on that. Uh, yeah, so, I think that was like a thing. Um, I It just all seemed like annoyingly like, I was like, this, again, uh, 
not trying to because I do like these types of movies. I just kind of like to make fun of like bro film people that like really love this movie even though it was very it was good it was good um but yeah being method it sounded like they really went hardcore so i think they were like we got this don't (laughs) kill the seagulls don't uh if you see a mermaid just back up back away start seeing visions that's normal that's gonna (laughs) happen in isolation you ride it out yeah um it's it's a fun definitely uh if you show your children Legends of the Guardians, Owls of Gahul, they're ready to see the lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. They're ready yeah. for the violence Fucking of the lighthouse. Seriously. Okay. So that's a great segue because <laughs> I, when I was thinking about this, I was like, if I was a child and I saw this movie, this is a movie I think that my parents would have had to like, dre- like pull me out of uh-huh. when I'm sobbing. Uh, this happened in Matilda when they when we saw, got to Matilda and um oh, no. and we got to the chocolate cake scene which we have oh, we've talked yeah. about um mm-hmm. I just started like I couldn't handle it anymore I was a yeah. mess through the whole first part of the movie uh, and like looking back I was always told that I like was really dramatic I think I'm just a really empathetic person and yeah. watching Matilda for the first mm-hmm. time on the big screen when you're the age of Matilda yes. is like yeah. a lot it's, it's for a much. child who feels a lot of things so yeah. yeah they put a child in an iron maiden yeah um, i didn't make that part up that happened um yeah that 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 movie is just about children being tortured yeah okay and so is the owls of Gahul. yes so is so is the owls of Gahul. um yeah Caitlin, mm-hmm. um, so I think you told us a little bit your relationship to Legends of the Guardians, Dallas <laughs> of Gahul, is you saw it on IMDb and you said, yeah. I never thought I'd I'd see this in my in my lifetime, but yeah. here we are. And um I think like a lot of people when it came out in 2010, I like made a lot of jokes about the name <laughs> and was like, this is like a silly, like weird weird family animated film i have no interest in seeing i did not think i would uh i would see it either mm-hmm. yeah unless you know i did i did imagine that maybe one day i would get to a place in my life where i would do a Zack snyder marathon um mm-hmm. so i didn't rule out never seeing it um i just not like this not, yeah, not, not, like this. not like this. Yeah, I mean, so my only other relationship to this movie is yeah. I, I I liked to make fun of the trailer when it came out because it was so like the trailer is so epic. Yes. And like things about this movie make it seem so epic. The The opening shot is like you're in the clouds and the music is so like epic and it has built you up. And then you see in like gold, like you, like Harry Potter is announced. Right. Um, yes. Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. And I was like, am I supposed to fucking know what this is? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it makes it seem like you're supposed to. Yeah. But okay, so the, the trailer for this movie was so epic. And I was expecting the song from that trailer, which is... Kings and Queens um, by 30 okay. Seconds to Mars. Oh, uh, yeah, that was the movie <laughs> in the trailer, and it made it sound. And so I expected that to be in this in this movie. It's not at all. No. And the reason why I remember that is because I guess my brother was really into that song, and he like played it in the car one day, and I was like, Oh, you really like that Al's Yahoo song? And he was, <laughs> he got so mad. He was like, 
was like, that's not the owl. What do you mean the Owls of Gahul song? And I was like, that's the song they play in the trailer for the Owls of Gahul. And he was like, no, that's like a good song. And I was like, well, it's the Owls of Gahul song. And he's like, you can't call it the Owls of Gahul song. It is, and in fact, Jared Leto, Leto, whatever, refers to it mm-hmm. as the Owls of Gold song. Yeah. He's like, "All right, you crazy kids, we've been thirty seconds to Mars. We got it. We're gonna to bring you out. I'm a creep, not the Radiohead. I'm just, I'm just saying that I'm a creep yeah. as a person, a and we're gonna man. play the Owls yeah. of Gold song. All right, I-, I want to go on record and say that I." really liked this movie i thought it was good oh nice and it was i think of the movies the zack siders movies i've seen i think it is the best one and has the least reactionary politics still in there still like some of those ideas in there but ostensibly Mm -hmm. being voiced by the antagonists of the movie yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was beautiful. I saw this on HBO Max. Um, I, I think they did something. I the CGI to me looked gorgeous. Uh oh, I think I think that was just the final product because I just watched I just rented it on YouTube and it was still I was like it in was, awe it's beautiful what I was looking at. The CGI is amazing. It is. I kept thinking like this this movie is very vapid. Like yeah. that's the word I kept thinking of. Um emotionally you 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 I tried so hard to mm-hmm. be emotionally invested in these characters <laughs> and maybe it was just me. Maybe I've hit that point in quarantine, yeah. but I feel like it wasn't me. Um <laughs> I was I was just trying so hard to care and then as soon as I would start to care they'd throw eight more characters at yeah, me yeah. and I couldn't tell any of them apart. But um but if you are looking for a beautiful movie of like CGI owls that look like real owls. And uh, yeah, you, you're going to find it in this. Yes. If your long search for a beautiful CGI <laughs> movie with where the cast is 100% owls, your <laughs> your long days of searching are done. And like, uh. I don't Maybe I kept being like, I guess this is for like people who really love owls. Yeah. Because there's like a lot of owl stuff in it. There's, like, a, lot um, there's a lot of owl stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like for me, I and I literally wrote this down in my notes. Mm-hmm. I feel like I netted neutral on this movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what what I mean by that is like there's a lot of movies we watch where I love it and my life is greatly improved by having yeah. seen it change mm-hmm. forever. You know, we're talking The Fly, we're talking Magic Mike XXL. Um yes. I had seen The Matrix before so it didn't do that, but looking right. at it through this lens certainly. Um and then there are movies we do where like the mask where i just i'm worse for having watched it i wish i could get that time back i'll Mm -hmm. never get it back and this is just neutral like i don't regret watching it Mm -hmm. i uh i basically just fast forwarded an hour and a half but i came away with like some good jokes so yeah yeah Yeah. no yeah i I would say that this i was like pleasantly surprised Prize. There was to me, it was kind of like the experience of watching B movie, where I was like, <laughs> "What are these concepts that they are throwing <laughs> at me? What's going on?" Yet I'm like impressed that someone like 
made something that was like a very big bold bold choices mm-hmm. in an animated medium where you have yeah. to be like really precise and yeah. like a team of people have to create each shot so just like going for it yeah and it was a it was weird i kept it thinking was very this movie weird. is so weird and i appreciate that yeah. i do appreciate that i i did the reason why i brought up matilda earlier was i think if i had seen this as a child it would have creeped the hell out oh, of me yeah. um yeah. so i wonder if it, it did well with children um yeah yeah i wonder um also are you familiar with the book series at all I'm not only okay. in that I I think it's mildly successful. I think it's okay. like not it's not like the most beloved series of all time. Okay. I I full disclosure, okay. I w- have worked at a bookstore for <laughs> many years yeah. of my life. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like I just need to be open about that. Yeah. But um <laughs> but yeah, and and uh and I love children's books and just from working in a bookstore, I, we didn't like stock a ton of them all the time okay. we we had them but it's like if you had a particular one in the series in mind it wasn't guaranteed that we would have it and we okay. were a really busy bookstore yeah. um so yeah i i don't know much about this series right. to be honest other than i think it's a relatively recent um right. n- newer newer series yeah we could be yeah i think the first one came out in 2003 so I think yeah that that would have been yeah it, i just i guess i mean what i mean by that is like I thought it would be from like Redwall, like the eighties yes, or something. I, yeah, like this would this has has like that kind of vibe where where yeah. it was like in the seventies, eighties, nineties, really like children just want to. Uh, they just have want a Lord of the Rings. With- but with animals rodents. Yeah. yeah with animals because I kept <laughs> yeah. thinking I was like this is and it, there were certain beats even that this movie right. hit that I was like they're, they're tr- when they first get to the tree of Gahul right. or whatever and it's the that reveal is like Rivendell when, when they see Rivendell yes, for the first yes. time and if you think Hugo Weaving is not in this movie he's in it twice <laughs> he's in it twice yeah <laughs> There are just some fucking throwaway characters. Oh, in there here. are. There are. They're just like throwing <laughs> owls at the wall. Uh, With yeah. big names. Oh, yeah. Big names. Uh, so I, I wonder if this is much like uh, Secret of Nim, I imagine being very important to mm-hmm. furries. Uh, I wonder if like the aviary sect of furries, if this is like a very. Um, very important text to them, like a very formative experience seeing mm. this movie. Again, don't write into us if so. Uh, we're not going to leave our email, but um, I will say I generally find characters in these movies attractive. Yes, but there wasn't like I wasn't. Um, it wasn't a sexy movie. It no, just wasn't. There was no Justin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was. It was not a sexy movie. No. Um. Which, you know, I appreciated. There's a moment where they introduced, like, what could be a potential uh, love interest for Soren. Yeah. Uh, And they were like, no, 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 don't worry. It's a girl owl because she's got, like, eyeshadow on (laughs) and big eyelash and fake eyelashes. So, um, but then they were like, no, they're not going to, like, couple up. That's not what this movie is about. And I appreciated that. I I appreciated that, too. And I was also like, uh, we're there to, because I asked myself, like, why even fucking put this in the, why is she even in the movie? Right. She's in, like, two scenes and it's literally to just hint at a crush that they might have. And I was like, 
why would this be in in the movie? And right. I think it's like maybe if there were to be potential sequels, I yes. don't know. They set it up, which was yeah. They could they could explore that in in the yeah. sequels um, if they mm-hmm. wanted to. I think maybe you know maybe they will. I, maybe Zack Snyder. Maybe this is like the series that he cares about the most, and he just I does this so. like he just does this Justice League bullshit so that he can like do his owl fun yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think you know me as as a Gahooligan, as a super <laughs> Gahooligan fan, I'm gonna start a social media campaign for uh, Owls of Gahool too. Yeah, Gahool, we go again. Gahool, we go again. <laughs> uh yeah so i i think a big uh i can't believe we've gotten this far without talking about what i think is the most critically wet thing about this movie which are the names oh the names of every single character are just like grimble and eglantine and clud and and oh god what are some clud clud as your villainous brother i was just like (laughs) all right soren as the main character all right. okay. I know. All right. I know. Soren, that one, it's like, I guess they had to. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's actually them. not the wildest name. Uh, I just was like. There's Gilfy. There's, there's Lies of Keel, Noctis, yes. yeah. Grimble, Mrs. Plither. They call her Mrs. P. Mrs. P, my favorite yeah. fucking character. Oh, she... I fucking loved Mrs. P. Even yeah. though she freaked me out at first. I was like, I don't like the way Snake Snake I like snakes, but they're an animated but snake. She looked it like a, been a Neil. She kinda looked like a gummy snake though. She, she looked, looked like I a kept gummy wanting snake. to eat yeah. her. Um, yeah. I think so did the owls. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's, that's true. Yeah, there's I Twilight. mean just these names. Twilight, um, uh Metalbeak. That's yeah. a great name. Uh Boobo. Yeah. Jut and Jat. To get to Gahul, we need to go through the Sea of Holomir. And I was like, oh, yeah. they're introducing the Sea of of Hulamir. Hulamir. Hulamir, yeah. Um Yeah. I mean yeah, just very b- beats of uh Lord of the Rings yeah. where it just it feels epic and he's right. he's really maybe that's something that Zack Snyder is really good at be- mm-hmm. at uh like conveying this sense of epicness and yes. um yes. yeah Definitely. that's that's a thing yeah i snyder he's known for of course the slow mo which um oh yeah i kept i kept being like this has to be a fucking Zack Snyder sl- thing they're literally like 30 seconds into the movie, there's like a slow-mo of a feather as a bird flies by. And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Uh, Which I think is funny. Um, So I watched, I couldn't get a lot of info on the production of this movie, sadly. I wanted to know why Zack Snyder chose this project. I just really want to know. But maybe we'll find out someday. Who knows? We'll find out someday. Come on. Yeah, you never, you never thought you'd see this movie. Exactly, so and we haven't even discount. released this episode yet, so we haven't even given Zach a chance to listen and get back to us. So yeah, Zach, upon the release of this episode, you have twenty four hours to respond. <laughs> release your own episode of this podcast, explaining. Yeah, release the Snyder choice of this episode as <laughs> as a response. It's like our voices slowed down <laughs> yeah. and like 
us saying some questionably moral and political stuff. Yeah, I think uh, he's probably just going to do what what I do in the editing process of of this uh-huh. podcast, where he'll just insert a bunch of audio, dumb audio jokes and bits <laughs> and stuff, and that stretches out the every time you cut it and insert audio stuff, it makes it longer. So he's probably just going to put in a bunch of like boing noises and yeah, yeah. So I find it. We can get into like Zack Snyder's style um but i think it's funny that like his slow-mo in animation is like i think easier to do probably than in live action i think um but i thought it was still cool that he like his uh i mean it's cool and annoying because like <laughs> i think like auteur filmmaking like the idea that like oh this director's a genius because he always does this thing mm-hmm. um i think that's kind of bullshit but it was still cool to see that his him translate that particular style of yes. directing action sequences into an animated realm yes um, and i finally believed i finally went uh, believed that the, that Zack snyder directed this because you believed your eyes yeah I, oh my god <laughs> Again, <laughs> Owl City once again. They, I mean, and just like you the get Owl City in this. Movie. I know. I was gonna yeah. say a couple times. Yeah. Um, I could keep talking about the production. We should get into the movie, um, but we will get to the soundtrack because I have some bombs to drop about the soundtrack. Um, so yeah, this movie uh, it begins again. Zero context <laughs> dropped in. Uh, I guess I'm like they're owls. Fuck. Yeah. Superman's dead? What? I really should have seen <laughs> Batman v. Super v. Superman. Their legal court case movie. Um, but I didn't because I heard it was bad. Um, so Superman's dead. Aquaman's in Scandinavia. Um, and <laughs> I love this. <laughs> and Batman knows Wonder Woman. I don't know. Um, Okay, so no. But yeah, I mean it's movie, basically dropped, that, but owls in this one. Um, owls. We're dropped into an owl family yes. of barn owls, which scientific name is Taito, which I didn't know. No, I didn't either. Because I was like, why do they keep calling them Taitos? <laughs> yeah. um, I I assumed it was a type of owl, but I didn't realize it was just the name for a barn owl. Yeah, I think it's that makes sense. It, they oh, look it's a like barn genus owls. Genus of birds consisting of true barn owls so not not fake barn owls grass owls <laughs> nice <laughs> and masked owls um oh and we saw a lot of masked yeah, owls we did. in this we certainly did yeah these owls <gasps> love accessories they oh, were yeah. pierced they were adorned yeah these so taito i think maybe are like this they were saying those are like the soldiers yeah. so i think they're like buff owls yeah but Yes, accessorizing owls. Um, so I pieced together that uh, this movie is about Sorn and Clud, who are from a family uh, where their nursemaid is a snake, Mrs. Yeah. P. Adorable. But they all live in a little tree. Why do they need a nursemaid? Oh, because, yeah, because the parents have to go out and, and hunt for food right. for right. Per- yeah. long periods of time. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, snake, uh, we normally eat you, but... <laughs> yeah and doesn't wouldn't the snake eat their eggs yeah yeah it's they're both predators for each other um right i guess in a way that's beautiful yeah 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 yeah. i mean i don't know how things work in australia 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, so their nanny is a snake and they're hanging out and they have already just talked about feeling things with your gizzard. There's a lot of gizzard talk in this yeah. movie. There's a lot of gizzard play. There's, you know, <laughs> there's going to be there. If you're uncomfortable with gizzards, you don't watch this movie because, yeah, yeah, 30 seconds in, they're already talking about their gizzards. Also, less than five minutes into this movie and Eglantine, which is also just a yeah. wet name. Just a straight up cutie. Yeah. She is so cute. She's so she cute. She straight up coughs up a turd. And <laughs> I have to say, I was I was looking forward. The the one thing I know about owls is that they cough up their poop instead of pooping yeah. it out. Um and it, they're called pellets. And I, I I had to dissect one in elementary school. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people did. And ever since then I've just been fascinated by the concept. And Yes. I was I was just um, because I don't know much about Zack Snyder, but I think a word that I would associate with him is gritty. And yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, the Zack Snyder would make sure that like this is. And of course, like pellets actually yeah. feature heavily in the movie. I wasn't expecting that. Yes. yes. Um, but those sounds and just like the bravery to open a movie with her yeah. coughing up that pellet. I mean, she is burping and belching and gagging and it is and then the snake says every owl yarps up pellets <laughs> and i was like fuck i love this movie every owl yarps up pellets in uh, fact i think i might have your brother's first pellet and this is you know i again i think it's just because Zack snyder was like i refuse to like not include right. the gritty realness exactly. uh, the realities of being an owl protagonist you right know? And I think maybe American studios were like, listen, Zach, we're not going to like put in the this gritty National Geographic realism in. And he was like, all right, it's my vision or, or no vision. And so he had to go to fucking Australia. And they were like, yeah, mate, we'll do whatever you want. We're used to whatever creatures can. Oh, snakes and spiders and whatever. Hey, you want us to burp and belch with our snake nannies? Yeah. <laughs> and that's why all the characters are Australian. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can't stress that enough. Yes. Um, and we just because we weren't <laughs> expecting that, like, it's also weird that in these types of movies, like, all the characters are British. Yeah. We're more used to that. Um, like, that's weird. But if you're not expecting everyone to have either a Australian or, like, a Kiwi accent, it's it's big. It's yeah. big. And, and they're owl, all owls. I can't stress it enough. Every character, speaking character in this movie, besides Mrs. P, is an owl. Is an owl. Yeah. 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 And then I I love we've talked about this in, in multiple episodes where when you're dealing with like little animals um, and, uh-huh. and rodents and, and animals that eat rodents, yeah. uh, their things are scaled down really small. So the first yes. sort of uh, the first big thing that happens is the two brothers, uh, Soren and Clud, go out to practice branching which is just like Mm -hmm. they don't even really know how to hop from one branch to another yet Uh, that's how young these uh these young owls are and so they're gonna go and practice basically like 
gliding from a t- an upper branch to a lower branch and then they accidentally mm-hmm. fall out of a tree and they fall down to the ground and like not that these aren't large trees because they are but the first like inciting incident is like two owls fall out of a tree and they're on the ground and it gets so dangerous and they say this is the most dangerous place an owl can be and they're really just like they're just at the bottom of the tree that they live in and then a rat runs up and it's like I think it's I think it's just a rat but it looks so scary because that's what it would look like to them I think it's supposed to be a a wolverine oh geez okay yeah that's Australian, right? Well, you Jack- <laughs> Well, okay. So I, know, I saw. I saw. You saw. Okay, so Hugh Jackman was supposed to be in this movie. Uh, it was replaced course. by Sam Neill, my my king, Sam Neill. Is he Australian? He's he's from New Zealand. I was from New Zealand. Okay. Um, but he is still listed on the Wikipedia page yes. as the producer. Of the Owls of Gahul soundtrack. He is listed as the, the sole producer of the soundtrack of Legends of the Guardians, Owls of Gahul. I cannot find <laughs> out more information about that, but I, yeah, I'm not sure. Oh my God, I have so many questions for Hugh Jackman, I guess. <laughs> I, maybe Zach knows. Maybe when we yeah. talk to Zach. Um, we'll, ta- we'll be like... What was Hugh Jackman's involvement? Yeah. I could see Hugh Jackman being uh, a producer of the movie, but I, again, I guess he's like a a song. You know, he's a song and dance man. Mm-hmm. Um, he produces it. It's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, there because I it occurred to me at one point that I was like, wait. Hugh Jackman's Australian. Why didn't they get this? Seems like something he would love to do. Yes. And yeah. And and then I saw that he was he was considered for it and had to pull out. And I he was supposed to be Alomir. And I was like, what did he turn it down for? I wonder. <gasps> okay. So I might know what he was in okay. around this time. <laughs> was it that robot Rock'em Sock'em robot movie? <laughs> uh, Real Steel was in 2011, so around the same time. Okay. Uh, 2009, he was probably when this movie would have been mm-hmm. in production. Uh, he was in X-Men Origins Wolverine. There it is. There we go. Oh, there we go. Which, I fucking oof. love that movie. I can't I can't even... We've talked about this. We've talked I, uh, about our relationship to, this, I love this, to that, that movie. movie. Yeah. Um, oh, man. So... I don't blame like, him. I, I don't blame I, him. I, yeah, yeah. He was in Rise of the Guardians in 2012, okay. another animated okay. movie about Guardians Rising. Um, I know. I don't like that. I, I don't have a solution, but I just don't <laughs> I don't like that those these two movies. I, I just I guess I'm mad at the one called Rise of the Guardians because right. I'm like that one came out after. And yeah. And also, the book series is called Guardians of Gahul. They could have just named the... (laughs) Okay, I think this is a Zack Snyder problem. Because, (laughs) honestly, you could have named it the Owls of Gahul. You could have. Tight. That's what everyone calls it anyway. Yeah, it tells you what you need to know. There's owls. There's something called Gahul. Yeah. This This is the issue. This is how we get Batman v <laughs> Superman, what, colon, uh, Dawn of Justice, whatever it is. Yeah, he was going to, origi- originally, it was going to be 300, a bunch of guys in front of a big <laughs> <Colin>. whole V. <laughs> yeah. 
bunch of guys via big hole. <laughs> I I haven't seen through um, <laughs> So that's all I know. But okay, so ta- so then um the when they fall out of the tree, they get kidnapped by yeah. the bad guys in the movie, which are like I don't know if they have a do they have a name? They probably do. There's a yes, lot of names. Yes, they do. In this. They're captured by like a fascist magical baddies called the pure ones. The pure ones. Okay. Yeah, who uh basically are capturing outlets. They're basically creating child soldiers is yes. what this movie is about. This movie for children is about yes. child trafficking and child slavery. And they say slavery. they like use that term. <laughs> they they say they're oh, one of my favorite lines uh, in this was, uh, can you estimate the numbers of enslaved outlets, Alomir? <laughs> yeah, that was I, I also have that line. I, I love it. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, this definitely had, like, uh, Temple of Doom vibes for sure. Uh, I think that was a huge influence on it. It had to be. Um, I think there's no other explanation. And um, there's a line that are the, the lines in this movie are so dumb and on brand for us yes. i love just like hey jut look it's grimble and i'm like that's it those are these are nonsense lines and i love it like uh and okay so grimble is the character that when they get to this so the, right. the the pure ones steal them away and yeah. they they uh, turn them into child slaves and there's one who sort of is rebellious and he mm-hmm. is like i always told myself if there were ever competent outlets that i think could lead a rebellion i would help them do it and and then like immediately kill him like yes. they introduce us to him and like two seconds later <laughs> kill him and i'm right, like they, i right. was like are you i was like really looking forward to like getting to know grimble oh. more his name is grimble grimble is a name that i could only associate with you <laughs> yeah and then i was like are you fucking grimble's already dead oh okay. i know i yeah, know whatever I know. justice for justice for grimble i hope he's in Justice League, because there's a lot of ca- cameos <laughs> in Justice League from like random superheroes. So I hope I hope at least one Owl of Gahul yeah. is in hour three. Of there's Justice no League. reason why it shouldn't no. be. These are no. these are legendary guardians. You right. know, they could have one of the mother boxes. They should. The Owls of Gahul can have that responsibility. Yes. You would give that them that responsibility. Yeah. You would. Uh, that's something you would only give them. I would think, and no yes. one would suspect that they would have one. No right. one's going to suspect that the that it's going to be located in Gahul. <laughs> so and okay, so Hugo Weaving was Grimble. He was yes. that was one of the characters that Hugo yes. Weaving yeah. played. Yeah, still hot though. I don't know what. I don't think we give Hugo Weaving enough credit for being hot as an owl, as a computer program. As yeah. an immortal elf. Like, it's hard. Okay, this might just be me. Um, no, the roles that he is is uh, endowed with are just like, they're they're like these ethereal things yes. that o- yeah. other actors could only grasp at, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. he just masters them. Yes. Yeah, I, I did watch some behind the scenes footage trying to glean more about this production. <gasps> Wait, um, was this one of the movies where they like did motion capture? 
like when no. Benedict Cumberbatch played a dragon. Oh, I would have loved that. Oh, I know. No, I just saw some voice acting moments. The voice acting in this was really good. Um, yeah. And Hugo Weaving was just like in his element. Um, yes. And they act with like the not finished CGI. So it looks like a really bad video <laughs> game from like 2002. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like It looks like, tomb, like the first Tomb Raider game, <laughs> yeah. but with owls. Um, so that's it. That was the only like behind the scenes footage I could find. Um, I also saw like Zack Snyder talk about this movie and he was just like, <laughs> And they were like, this is a really dark, violent movie. And he was like, yeah, but, like, that's owls, man. <laughs> he's I like, think he really likes <laughs> owls. He was like, listen, uh, it's for children, but, like, I'm not sugarcoating it. I'm like, yeah. I do, which is, like, very Don Bluth of him. But I also think yeah. if Don Bluth has seen this, he would pass out for 48 <laughs> hours straight and yeah. vomit it. It just projectile vomit if he yeah. had to see this movie. Just as a 2D animation legend. Oh, yeah. He just cut his eyes just couldn't handle it. No. Um, I so I would like to talk about moon blinking for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you mean when they were like, oh, they're they're trying to moon blink us. And, and I'm just like, OK, OK. Like, yeah, the little one's like, I know what this is. They're moon blinking us. And I was like, you can't just see You cannot just say that. We mustn't fall asleep. I think they're trying to moon blink us. Moon blink us? Sometimes in the desert, owls would get exhausted and collapse under it. When they woke up, they just weren't the same. As if they'd forgotten who they were. So... I try because they don't explain it. They don't no, explain it. They just no. say you can't go to sleep, otherwise you'll get moon blinked. But then they, but then the two of them fall asleep. So I don't know what I don't happens. Know. But I, I think they pretend to be asleep. But like, oh, I don't that's know. probably what it was. Okay, so I tried to be like because they're not explaining anything about this moon blinking shit. Mm-mm. Is this something that could happen to owls in real life? Like, <laughs> is that like is it based on anything? Is it based on like if they were to because like so they they're are not very many puns honestly there could have been more about mm-hmm. like the nocturnal uh aspect of mm-hmm. uh nature of owls how they have day mares instead of nightmares right, because right. they're sleeping during the day so i thought like i don't know if you if you screw with an owl's like nocturnal patterns do they like right. get all messed up um so i'm on uh the free dictionary.com <laughs> Moon blink is defined as a temporary blindness or impairment of sight caused by sleeping in the moonlight. That's what they, that's what? exactly, that's exactly, wait, but is it from this movie is the definition I like don't from know. the I don't know. of Gull. I don't, okay, optometrytoday.com. Is moon blinking real? Okay, moon blink is often associated with cataracts and glaucoma. I don't know, um, but I am on the, out the, Guardians of Gahul Wikipedia, as I am every night. Uh, <laughs> it has some moon blink, uh, moon blink shit in it. Okay, so an owl is forced to sleep beneath the shine of the full moon, which destroys the owl's free will. I don't think that's real, Caitlin. <laughs> no, it's I can't. I can go. I'm not. I am not a scientist. I'm not an ornithologist. <laughs> I want to be very clear, but I don't think you can break 
and owl's free will by having them okay. sleep under the moon full moon okay I, well you can you can break their gizzard if you put them near a magnet <laughs> that's true that's that oh was that where's the flex magnets dude i just have in my notes like what are these flex the uh, okay. the closest thing the only thing i could come up with is something having to do with magnets okay yeah. i don't know i don't know I was kind of hoping you knew what the flex were, but... No, I, I don't. No. I don't. I love on the Wikipedia page, it's like, known moon blind towels. <laughs> like they're, they're keeping a list. <laughs> a roster oh, of moon blind. Oh, my okay. God. So, Pete Eglantine, 47-2, Jack, Jut, Finney, and Unk are all moon blind towels. <laughs> I didn't even hear some of those 47, names in the movie. So, just some of Grimes' children. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So, okay. So then the next part, you're looking at the same thing as me is like, there, it, it could be based on myths that sleeping in full moonlight can make you insane, which is, I don't know where that comes from. Okay. Um, but apparently that's a thing. And if an owl were to have a vitamin A deficiency, it might mm. have a condition called nyctalopia. Yeah, and then there's just a bunch of pictures of moon <laughs> the moon they're, So they're, they're it's sad. It's so sad. It's these little baby owls <laughs> who are their eyes uh glaze over, are they go all like foggy. Yeah. And they are just basically worker drones. And it's but they're like little babies. They're yeah. like children. And um, it's and what their what their task is is they're pickers. And uh-huh. what the pickers do because this factors into the plot of the movie pretty heavily. Right. They have to sift through pellets of all the owls that because like the way that owl pellets work is an owl digests like sucks all the nutrients that they need out of the food and then they regurgitate all of the stuff that they don't need. So they don't. And they swallow their, sorry, um, they swallow their prey whole. And mm-hmm. that's why this process takes place. And then they're not going to be able to break down um, and digest all of the bones and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So anything undigestible, they cough back up in right. a little poop cough. And yeah. so the skeletons, the the things that they can't digest in the in the rodents that they're eating contain, the, the rodents must be eating something like, nuclear or some sort of waste mm-hmm. I don't, they're eating something that results in like the pickers have to pick these little flecks these like blue glowing flecks mm-hmm. out of the pellet <laughs> out of the pellet yeah. poops yeah. and then they put them all in one big pile and it's very dangerous to be near that pile because that pile of of blue glowing flecks mm-hmm. uh it fucks with your gizzard and your gizzard if we learn one fucking thing from this movie, it's that your gizzard is like your sense of direction and you yes. have to trust. There's like what your head tells you and then there's what your gizzard tells right, you. Right. And you have to trust your gizzard. Even if you if your head tells you it's not right, you got to just trust what your gizzard says. Mm-hmm. So it really like the flex just like scramble the gizzard signal. Yes, I, I think they they it messes with your gizzard, which is not only yeah your sense of navigation, um, it's your sense of like courage and who uh, you yeah, are as an too. owl. Um, yeah, people are getting moon blinked so they can become pickers so that they can get flex to put in the fleck thing. Yeah, so the pure ones who are like who are the baddies who have a vaguely sort of like 
the strong shall conquer over the weak that kind of like Mm -hmm. yeah like uh we are entitled to this world because we are the strongest yeah right which Zack Snyder's a big Ayn Rand fan so I was strange it was strange to me that you know they were the villains but I mean fine but you know what I don't have I don't want to ask what the plan was because I don't know what ha- like what was the what okay, was Okay, so here's here's what I have. Yeah. I have okay. So these are my notes on the Pelatorium, which is what uh-huh. they call the area where all the pellets are and they have to pick. So oh here's what they say. Once we have amassed enough flex, we will which that sentence okay. already is so goddamn wet. Once we have amassed enough flex, we will set a trap. Then it is up to you to lure our enemy to their rightful place into our claws. And then the other his like minion says, yeah. and then the western kingdoms and the tree, those will be mine. And like, so yeah, I, w- I was going to ask you, what do you think of this plan that, you know, they amass the flex, they set a trap, yeah. lure the enemy, and then the Western kingdoms and the tree go to Alamir. That seems pretty straightforward. Okay. So I can't stress this enough. All of these owls looked like owls to me. So it was hard for yeah. me. And they were all either from Australia or New Ze- Zealand. Yes. Or were and they Mirren. kept adding more. They and they kept, kept adding, adding more. more. So I didn't get. So they show you that Alomir is bad at the beginning. They show him. Do we know that's Alomir? Because I didn't get that. So I was really shocked by the reveal that um, Alomir was a traitor. Okay, so I literally just realized right now that that was Alamir. I I have to say, I was also shocked that Alamir was bad, but I also, they they didn't allow me to get emotionally connected to Alamir in any way, shape, or form. So while I was shocked, I wasn't that shocked because I was like... I wish I could care, but like I don't know anything about Alamir, so like yeah, he could be good or bad, whatever. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. So um, I'm just realizing now because in that in that scene that I they took notes on and that I have the quotes for, I have that like his minion set is talking to him, but that minion must be Alamir because okay. I don't know who else it I don't know who else it could be. But is that supposed to be a shock to the audience or just people like me who have owl who aren't able to distinguish owls? I think I think that sh- that uh, reveal happens, yeah, halfway, less than halfway through the movie. Okay. When because the what makes me realize that it is Alamir is because Alamir is the one who talks later about getting the tree and the Western Kingdoms. Yes, like, yes, he's like, you promised me. Yeah, and so that makes more so sense. So yeah, they they yeah. B- buried the, but then that shock at the end that he's a traitor. Then that's not a shock. That was only a shock to us because we weren't paying attention. <laughs> but like, but like that what that's a good shock. That's a good reveal. It was a good reveal. If they had like uh, made Alamir more of like had him have more of a connection to Soren the same way yeah. that. Um, Lee's Lee's of whatever. Dude, if, if Alamir, if Alamir had been um, Grimble, why didn't yes. they just combine those two they characters combined- in like in an yes. adaptation? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That so I was like, oh, I like I was shocked, but maybe also children will be shocked as well because uh, yeah, if we didn't catch it the first time it. around, I don't know. Then I can't expect children to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, I know a lot of children who. I've met a lot of children who are like 
really into owls, so they might be like, oh yeah, that was the tawny owl, was Alamir. Yeah. So um, I think maybe they're, they are they may be more suited to differentiating owl characters than, than I, yeah. um, someone who pays taxes. Um, <laughs> so there's a schism that happens between Soren and his brother Clud, where mm-hmm. Clad, Clud, is like I'm down. I got kidnapped. I'm like full Stockholm syndrome. I, I like the. I want power. Yeah. And he's and Soren's like, no, I'm him and um the elf owl. I got really excited because I was like, oh elves. yeah, uh, Gilfy, 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 They're then taught by Grimble how to fly so that they can escape. Yes. And Grimble sacrifices himself to let them escape. But Clud is like, nope, I'm good here. Uh, then the movie is kind of also a journey film for them trying yeah. to get to the Guardians of Gahul um, of legend. L- legendary soldiers. Okay. And so I want to talk about the, the, the traveling aspect, the journey aspect yes. of this. They'll be like, like several times throughout the movie, they'll be like, okay, now you have such a long journey to find this, mm-hmm. you know, the to reach the tree, keep between the whale's fin and right. the eye of Glocks. Yeah. And then like in the next shot, they get there. They're, they get so, there. Like, it's they, not a problem. They set, yeah, they set up like when when you can't go anymore and you don't have any more strength, remember you're only halfway there. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, this is, this is going to be like a Prince Caspian style yes. uh, journey. That's going to be, and then boom, they go through a storm it's and then not, they're there. They're problem. at Gahul. Yeah. Not a problem. <laughs> um, this, I'm going to do one. This movie is Finding Nemo for people who lost their virginity to the 2004 film, Troy. Uh, which I wish ha- I, I was in that demographic because I secretly really love that movie. But that's just the vibe. It's people who like yeah. action, um, who like drama. It's people who like gizzards. It's people who like gizzards. Yeah, I want to talk about the... So this is my most critically wet moment of the movie. But uh, overall, it was the names yes. of all the characters. Yeah. But then there's one particular scene, um, and it's when... Fuck, what's his name? Lies of Kaisel or something. Lies of Keel. <laughs> so this is Jeffrey Rush's character, who Jeffrey Rush is he's great. He takes he this role and commands with this it. role. He yeah. Jeffrey Rush is yeah, is a professional. And so he uh is teaching Soren how to ride sort of a, a different way of flying. Um, this is not just trusting your gizzard to take you to feel the air currents, but what would happen if you, uh, if it was raining very hard? So mm-hmm. you, you use the currents that are going through the rain. So he says, Feel the gutters, the currents in the rain. <laughs> a scuffer, a swillage, baggy wrinkles. Baggy wrinkles? <laughs> He could have at least given us a vocabulary list. Well, this, this is the way to learn. Oh, yeah? This is exactly how I want to learn. In the monsoon. The air currents warm in different ways, you see, from the sky to the ocean. You can't fight them. You have to feel them with your gizzards. Ah, ah, you see that one? Soren, see it, it's there. Go for it. That's it. 
Use your gizzard, boy. Trust it. Fly inside. And then, like, he has some sort of religious experience um, in that air current. But, like, I was like, oh, it's not stopping. He's not stopping this, like, uh, you know, feeling the gizzards and the air currents and scuppers. And and, and his uh, his catchphrase is baggy wrinkles. Yeah. Oh, boy. Is is that a thing? Is that a, a concept outside of this? The idea of baggy wrinkles. All right, are we- because late, yeah, later he says there's a storm brewing, and if we're lucky, it'll be chock full of baggy wrinkles. Okay, so I'm on uh, shipcanvas.com as I am every night. Mm-hmm. Baggy wrinkles are—they are a soft covering for cables to reduce sail chafe. So it's a so it's a sail term. Okay, which I guess makes sense. Um, yeah, because there is a very yeah. pirate energy, yeah, to um, Jeffrey Russ's character. Uh, oh, I'm also looking up whenever we mention a male actor. I look up and I'm like, "Yep, there's creepy stuff about him as well." So, oh, really, a compliment res- rescinded. Uncool. Aww. We should maybe make that a blanket policy. Um, anyway, uh, just <laughs> that, that we that we don't vouch for any vouch of the male for actors any, in... any actor before yeah. we've we've gone to the yeah. their Wikipedia page. Um, yes, baggy wrinkles. Uh, trust your gizzard. Mm-hmm. A gizzard. I looked this up before this. Uh, a gizzard is what helps certain animals digest, break up food. So that their body can absor- absorb the food. I guess, okay. is it like trust your gut? Is that what this is about? I guess, but I thought the gizzard specifically, and not uh, prior to this movie, yes. I thought be- <laughs> be- uh, because of this movie, I thought the gizzard factored into like their sense of direction. Right. But if it doesn't, then yeah, then it's literally just like an the owl's version of trust your gut, right. I guess. Except it feels like a literal metaphor because the flex disrupt the flex, which become a very Zack Snyder glowy, like yeah. glowy light MacGuffin with like uh, beams of light, co- blue uh, light coming off it. Very, very like in all of his movies. Yes, absolutely. That's they're like it's disrupting their gizzards. I think maybe. Either the writers of the book or the movie were like, I only want to learn one thing about owl yeah. anatomy, and this is it. And just any explanation is going to be about the gizzard, which I respect. Yeah. Wow. That makes me think of things differently. I, I totally thought the gizzard factored into like their sense of direction somehow. It is literally like, and now it makes more yes. sense why he was like, well, you you thought with your head and your gizzard. Right. And when we talk about that, it's like your head or your gut right, kind right. of. But we wouldn't say, hey, like, this place is at uh, three points it's rotgen, that it's messing with your gut, literally. <laughs> We'd be like, it's messing with, like, the, your... Well, that's not a great example. Uh, but it, we would say what anatomically it's a, it's affecting, yeah. liter- like, literally, yeah. not just... Yeah, but I, I guess if that's the science that we're going to put our foot down for in this movie... I guess, yeah, I mean, I also just, I'm okay with it because they just, the word gizzard is so silly and wet and like, they said it 
so mm-hmm. much. I mean, it was just, they said it in like every sentence. Yes. It, it was bonkers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. So they, I do, did like, they kind of introduced halfway through this found family aspect, which I did a little bit yeah. emotionally connect to these characters. Maybe because I had been watching uh, Justice League and The Lighthouse. And so. <laughs> yep, that's probably that was that, a good that... <laughs> way to connect to, to anything after this. Yes. Um, so they meet Twilight mm-hmm. and his friend friend twilight's friend uh digger i liked these characters i thought these were strong improv characters i think twilight yeah. is definitely an improv character i use just sort of like oh we must go into battle and giving us some of that um they're like okay they want to eat mrs p they they link up with mrs yeah. p and somehow travel all the way here and they go on a trip and they come across this echidna character, which was a lot of fun for me. Um, this echidna who's like, uh, it was foretold that you would be here. Oh, it was foretold that you did this. Um, yeah. Everything they do, he was like, oh, I foretold that you were going to do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then we have this wonderful, wonderful Zack Snyder moment where they just say the subtext aloud, which I just on the nose where he says, you are, he, I think he even says like, you are a family. Now you have the warrior, which I guess is twilight, the navigator, which is gilfy. Yes. Gilf. Yeah. (laughs) The tracker who, I don't know the leader and the heart and the heart refers to Mrs. P. And I was like, she is the heart of this movie, but I'm like, that that's a really example of like telling not showing yeah i even think he said you're a found family yes like i yeah i even think he did and i was like whoa that is like you don't say that that was the part of the yes. script that was just a note Zach. right Come right on. right um yeah definitely they they really have to spell that out and that's another scene where he's like and so you'll go and you'll find it and and then they just go and it's like not a long part of their journey yes, they just yeah. Um, yeah it's not long they get to gahool it's a cool um, avatar like treehouse yes, situation yes they meet everybody they meet alamir and i'm like i have not seen this owl before <laughs> in my life even though never it's never laid eyes on this owl. well what's for it's like i might have noticed that they were both voiced by sam neill because you know i love sam neill mm-hmm. and i will recognize his voice anywhere but they'd just done that with hugo weaving so how would i yes. know it's the same character if they've established that the same actor can play multiple characters it's exactly too confusing then we get the needle drop owl city montage oh, oh yeah yeah the montage of stuff that you see happening in the owl city yeah in, in the, the actual owl city. owl city and yeah um it all it was kind of out of place in yes. this in this movie because it oh, was yeah. so light-hearted um and they were like preparing for battle and right so- I, yeah, it was lighthearted. That's definitely a song you could put over the credits. Well, they did. They did. They also did yeah. that. Uh, but they were <laughs> yeah. like, this was the height of Owl City's popularity. Fireflies yes. came out, it seems like, around They this were time. like, the synchronicity of them <laughs> being really popular and us making this movie that's all owls. Like, we have to. They... 
Oh man, that must have been a happy day for the studio when they oh, realized yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Fucking Owl City, we gotta yeah. get the Owl guys. We gotta get it on everything yep. Owl related." Yeah, that was that was great. Uh, the song uh, "To the Sky." I don't have anything to say about it. Um, yeah, I wonder if the lyrics. Um, it just sounds like some Owl City stuff, but in service of actual owls. Actual owls, yeah. You know what I would say? That I would not believe my eyes if 10 million fireflies lit up the world as I fell asleep. Okay, so are these 10... I believe that in the world, there's 10 million fireflies. I don't think that I could, like, view them you all at ever. once. No. I, I mean, I guess... Is that what he's seeing as he's going to bed, the Owl City Man? Yeah, I guess okay. it's like in his um, dreams. Yeah, and it honestly, like when I close my eyes and I re- and I try to concentrate on like what I'm actually seeing, like what what yeah. it, what I can look at, it does. It's like a ton of little tiny pinpricks of light. Right, but I would say one. I don't think I could can picture ten million in my brain. I think at oh, most yeah, of anything, I got like fifty not. fireflies in yeah, in, yeah. My, in my noggin, and also that's not my eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. So I'm on songgenius.com <laughs> or G- it's just called genius.com. Uh, throughout the song, Adam uses metaphors to Adam uh, <laughs> to describe his experience of insomnia. The dancing fireflies oh. are an illuminating metaphor for his racing thoughts as he tries to fall asleep. Yeah. Okay. I have a beat of a, I don't know if he's Australian. problem falling asleep Uh, strangely though it is when I can't sleep that I tend to find most inspiration great thanks Adam from Owl City yeah I mean but like the way he talked about how his thoughts race before when he's trying to fall asleep like that just sounds like kind of trying to go to sleep I'm not trying to like say he doesn't have insomnia I'm sure he does but yeah um, but I don't know Uh, if if having racing thoughts while you're trying to fall asleep is not normal then yeah I need I to speak know. to a medical professional. <laughs> <laughs> I, but are you seeing, are you raising the thoughts equivalent to 10 I've, million fireflies? I've never <laughs> once said, you know, th- this feels like I'm looking at a 10, not even just 1 million fireflies, not 5 million fireflies, 10 million That's fireflies. That's a child's <laughs> estimate of, yeah, of metaphorical fireflies. That's too many. <laughs> or an owl. Or an owl. <laughs> 10,000, maybe. 10,000 would be reasonable. Yeah. Uh, boy. Um, yeah, and so then, like, the basically, when they they tell the Guardians, like, all this uh, shit's going down with the pure ones, and they're enslaving a bunch of owlets, we gotta go get them, and they're like, okay, we'll go, we'll go get them, and then it's really just, like, a series of final battles. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I kept being like, oh, it's like, now there's the final battle between this guy and this guy, oh, and now this guy has to fight this guy, and yes. then you're like, yes. oh, now this one has to fight this one. I loved it. <laughs> Um, it, yeah, was it was Shakespearean. Great. It was, and there's brother like, against brother. Yes, uh, and uh, yeah, respected kings of their of their yes, of their king against king, as exactly. foretold. Yeah, and there's like right before it happens, there's like 
I forget who says this, but someone's like to arms. And then like he ha- he yes. gets into his like owl battle armor. And I'm like, again, it's trying to hit these like emotional plot points yes. in, in Lord of the Rings where, mm-hmm. you know, Theoden's mm-hmm. preparing for for battle. There was that there's like a scene in a tent yeah. exactly like that. I mean, this is. This is Lord of the Rings for people who are really invested in the uh, Maxim Hot 100 in 2006. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, that was their Oscars, is figuring out who was in the Maxim Hot 100. Um, so, he, yeah, at the, at the end, um, brother, brother v. brother, uh, Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Uh, Clud, Cloud, whatever, and Sorin are battling above in the trees above a forest fire. Yeah, very dramatic. Yeah, fire, fire is planted. He also uses fire to disrupt the flex. Yes, um, because that was planted at one point by Alamir, maybe even. I don't know that he was like fire is very dangerous, not to be played with. And I was (laughs) like. Okay. Um, all right. Sure. That, that's that's foreshadowing. Whatever. Uh, and so I'm like, oh shit, are we gonna see some uh, frat- fratricide in oh. in a movie for children? And I was like excited. Yeah. Um, I would have loved that as a child. And there and and it, and yeah, there was there was, but <laughs> but okay, but our hero Soren. So what happened? And this is the kind of detail in action scenes that that I will defend Zack Snyder is that <laughs> slowing stuff down. I do know what happens, which I appreciate. Okay. So Soren tries to. He's like, "Help me, brother! My wing is broken." Uh, Clud uh-huh. says that, and Soren is trying to pull him up, and then Clud is like, "Oh yeah, but I'm evil, so I'm gonna peck my brother, even though he's still holding on to me, uh, yeah. and throw him in." But he breaks the branch. And uh, like Judge Cloud Frollo, he falls into the fire and we think he's dead. Very grim, very grim end to this sibling rivalry story. Yeah. 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 And so you say we think he's dead because then at the very, very end, the last thing we we see before we part from the owls and then we see this delightful um, credit sequence that's like shadow puppetry, kind of. I, I really enjoyed the credit sequence, uh, again, with the Owl City song. So the last thing we see is that, like, all of the owls are living together, I think, in Gahul, and Soren is telling his tales of, of what happened to younger owlets. And he says, and... Some say that Clud's body was never recovered or something. So I took that to mean that Clud still died, but he likes to tell the story that Clud might still oh, be. Oh, okay. I don't okay. know. So, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, either one is kind of fucked up. But <laughs> I thought they were setting up a sequel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's how I felt. It was a very like comic book thing where it was like, did or like, did he really die, or is will he emerge in the next one? Again, I loved it. <laughs> it was fun. It was a weird fun. It was movie. a weird movie. <laughs> I want to say something. I think the owl's face, and this was I was not expecting. I was expecting like Polar Express level horror yeah. CGI, and it was beautiful CGI. The owl's faces to me were super expressive. Yeah, like way more so than 
real owls, obviously, but like they conveyed, (laughs) even though they were all indistinguishable, their faces at least expressed emotion to me. Yeah. I think Zack Snyder should have directed Cats. I think he could have done it. I think it would have been good. And or I think it would have well I think I would like to see it. I think it would have been better than what we got. Yeah. Yeah. I think it should have been directed in this animation style this 2D or this animation style. And I would just love to see Zack Snyder do a musical. I would too. Yeah. He he clearly, you know, he he isn't afraid of throwing in like a little bouncy bouncy owl city jingle in the middle of his so I think he's like slowly approaching some, uh, being able to to tackle a musical. Yeah. You know, I think he just like maybe he maybe he needs to see the greatest showman yes. and he needs to see that like there can be like kind of like kind of grittier actors um, yeah. that are Australian like Hugh Jackman that you can put in your musical yes. and like and then it can be fun. Um, so I think he's getting there. Right. I think we'll see it. I think we'll get a Snyder musical. Yes. Um, yeah. In the future. I would love He could it. do, do you know what he could do? He could do Phantom of the Opera. They've, that's already oh, been a movie. Oh, yes. But, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Because um, that's like a weird, that's like like a weird creep who yes. thinks he's entitled to things and hides in the shadows. That's totally, that is what yeah, he would do. It, that's the one he, he would do. He would work well with that material. And just, I, I think it would just, I would be, I would be interested in, I'd be interested mm-hmm. in sort of like, making that super action-packed too oh yeah and like yeah yeah, it's already it's already a weird story yeah yeah oh boy good good times gahool i loved critical that moment for me ending i think twilight uh he's like the important father figure lies of keel yeah i don't know why they did that where they well his name's also easel rib that's the part that I don't know why they did. That's the part where I'm like, I get that they're doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi where you meet, you meet right. Ben, uh-huh. you meet old Ben, and you don't realize that he is this warrior of lore who is now right. an old man. I get that. But like, I don't know. Why couldn't his regular name have been like Bob right. or something? Like, why did it have to be an equally incomprehensible right. name? Because he doesn't go by his like heroic name because he's like, I'm washed up. Um mm-hmm. What's confusing is he's a very similar archetype to Twilight. Uh, yes. So, like, there was just too many of the same, like, stock characters. And also, also, Giz, Gib, what's the one that I, sounds like I named? Grimble. Grimble. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They're, they're all, I thought that, too. I was like, we're getting the same character multiple times. Yeah. Uh, there can only be, like, one wise guardian wizard in the hero's journey. Who also, the attitude is, like... With Twilight uh-huh. and Grimble, or maybe not Grimble, but definitely with Twilight and Easel, or, uh, yeah, what the fuck Easel is his Rim? regular name? Yeah, the other one. I can only ever think Lies of one. Of, Lies of Gale. Yeah, they both have this, like, really irreverent attitude, yes. like, oh, life is for just, you know, dicking around and enjoying yourself, except when you need to buckle down and be a warrior. Yes. But then after that, you can just be a silly, a silly son of a bitch you that can. sings songs yeah. or, you know, does whatever. Okay, yeah. Twilight, I will give was a different. I was excited about the introduction of Twilight because I was like, yes, we get a bard character a bard, in this D and D party and we don't always get that character i think bard is very important for the morale of the party 
So that was exciting to me. He has like a little liar and mm -hmm. that Mrs. P is in. Yeah, so that they cute. carry her around in. Uh, I, I know. Yeah. That was adorable. So I think if the movie had more focused on that found family and like yeah. and less on like the flex and yeah. I think the pure ones obviously like had to be a part of it, but like there was just too there was a lot going on. Um mm -hmm. but anyway, the lies of Keel, critically what moment at the end he, he says, Yes, there's a good storm brewing and if we're lucky it'll be chock full of baggy wrinkles and i just was like god you son of a bitch that was yeah. just uh, what a way to end you what have a way to, to end, end it, it that way um, yeah oh i okay so here's where i i had a moment at the end where i was like what is the like i i was trying to pick out themes and stuff from this movie and eventually soren and anglantine are reunited with their parents from the beginning of the movie and soren's they're all at gahul and mm -hmm. so soren says da the stories they're real mm -hmm. and his dad says no soren you made them real and i was like no no what they were all, the stories were always real and then all this shit accidentally happened to soren because he fell out of the tree i was like you the things that you're saying are just yes. not true no no <laughs> like, like yeah no the the message of this movie was uh don't don't get kidnapped <laughs> yeah don't don't fall out of a tree if you're supposed to be in a tree with your snake nanny, don't fall out of the tree. Don't fall out of the tree. That's not a great message. Uh, maybe it was it's like not. stand up to evil and like, oh God, the, cl cl okay, this movie did get really dark. When fucking Cloud, cl Clud sells out his baby sister. <gasps> oh, I know. And is like, I can, I'll go kidnap her. And she gets moon blinked. I'm like, this is so dark. And then they, yeah. they, they save her. And she's the one she's the one who like reveals Alamir yeah. is like a double agent. Um yeah. and again, I was like, I was like, what? I was like, this is cinema. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, because it's Eglatine who's who's revealing this. You think she's just a cute little girl. Yeah. Um and that she's been trying to tell them this whole time, right. but she's been fucking moon blinked. She's been moon blinked. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh I want to get moonblinked. I'm sick of this. Okay. Sick of this I saw world. that too and I was like, "You know what? I want to try it. I'll try it." <laughs> <laughs> just just knock knock out. No thoughts, just moonblinks. <laughs> yeah. That's the way. Just picking at pellets. Oh um, yeah. That's that's the life. Yeah, so Zack Snyder, the last thing I'll say is mm -hmm. so I've made fun of him, but I think he's wanted to depth the the Fountainhead. I think he's pretty like he, he's like really into Anne Rand. Yeah. Um, and like so I was expecting this movie to be a little bit more like libertarian and not, it wasn't hugely. I think that it was actually like refuting some of that ideas because they were like actually it's not good if a society is just run by the quote unquote strong and mm -hmm. it's good to protect the quote unquote weak and like mm -hmm. all members of the of a society have value. Yeah. Which was not Aunt Rand's point. Um, yeah, that's, that's surprising. <laughs> I, also, in a, in a I <laughs> also wonder, like, 
we can have any political readings of his movie of his movies we want to um but i also think maybe he just like likes slow-mo and he like he likes making fun movies and that's also cool because because i was reading about his directorial style and all he really said about slow-mo is why he likes to do (laughs) slow-mo is there are other i don't think he's australian uh there are other superhero movies where they joke about how basically no one's getting hurt that's not us what is that message that it's okay that there's this massive destruction with zero consequences for anyone that's what watchmen was about arguably that's uh was about in a a lot of ways too okay there was a scene that scene where dan and laurie get mugged they beat up the criminals that did happen yep I, I was like, the first guy, I want to show his arm get broken. I want a compound fracture. I don't want it to be wait, clean. What are we, wait, what are we talking about? Watchmen. Not the Howls huh. of Carol. <laughs> there was, people's arms did get broken. There was some visceral violence in, in this. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I, I was trying to picture it in Watchmen. Oh, I guess okay. it's been a while since I've yeah. seen Watchmen. Okay, keep, keep so going. So he says, I want a compound fracture. I don't want it to be clean. I want you to go, oh my God, I guess you're right. If you just beat up a guy in an alley, he's not going to be lying on the ground. It's going to be messy. His point is violence hurts people. <laughs> His point, yeah, his point is violence is messy. It's messy. Uh, I can't want, like, that showing, like, the consequences of movie violence could could be important because maybe we're desensitized to it and, like, or, like, uh, so him, like, uh, slowing it down, like, those slow motion scenes is him being, like, you fucking look at this. You're gonna look at every second. Of it's, it. Is it like that? But it's not. Hor- <laughs> but the problem is, it's not horrifying, at least to me. It makes it look cool. Yeah, it's it makes glorifying. it look awesome. So yeah. I'm like, that's not in real life. The consequences of violence are, would, aren't cool looking and there aren't, right. uh, there aren't in slow mo. Wow. I, I just, I, I think, what an interesting guy. I would love what to What an interesting him. guy, yeah. yeah. I really wish, I'm, I, in my head, I have fantasies of being like, hey, that Kahul, that owl movie, and him just being like, you know, I just like wanted to do a fun owl movie. I just heard about the owl movie, and I was like, I love owls. I want to do the owl movie. I, I hope that's his take. I hope he has like not a lot of thoughts on it, and yeah. is just like, you know what? fucking gahool i also want to be like this that was your magnum opus that was the clearest yeah. uh version of your ideas and your art tour a tour directorial style and i loved every <laughs> yeah this is the this is the only Zack snyder movie i plan on seeing <laughs> and according to his the, the next projects that he's working on it's that's still true so oh i'm um, i'm seeing the zombie heist movie i'm sorry i <laughs> Yeah, no, that part, that might be good. That might be good. Yeah. And it's probably, is it, do you think it's in the same universe as the Dawn of the Dead movies? It sounds like that because it's an of the dead movie. Um, yeah. And he's, he's remade. Okay, you know what? I will see that. I will see that when it comes out. Okay. Yeah. But if there's no gizzard talk in it. 
right? <laughs> if if they're not, they're like, we got to rob this bank with, with zombies or despite zombies, I don't know. And we got to use our gizzard. Uh, we got to use our gizzard. And all the zombies are like, they're not like brains. They're like gizzards. Gizzards. <laughs> I thirst for gizzards. <laughs> but metaphorical gizzards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be released on Netflix. So easy. Easy. Oh, fun. E- I can't May. wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, that's, my God. Uh, wow. That's for uh, what a birthday treat for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so I don't know. I would love for uh, Hayao Miyazaki and Zack Snyder. I would love <laughs> to watch an interview of the two of them just... <laughs> Talking about their 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 uh, their animated films and Miyazaki yeah. just giving him some withering looks. <laughs> well, Don Bluth pukes in the corner <laughs> <laughs> and just just puking and shaking his head. Yeah. Just all right. So, uh, Keanu, do oh Keanu, oh. what are you? You're, oh, you're moving you? so slowly, Keanu. You are. Oh, he's moving slowly, and he's his eyes are pretty glazed over. And now he's oh, he's burping and be- oh, don't no, don't do that on the floor. Don't uh, don't get that palette on the floor, dude. Oh, there's like oh, he just uh, he just uh, yarped, yacked his poop. He yarped it up. He yarped up the pellet. Um, you don't you don't have any holes? Nope. So yeah, I guess like. For me, just like the concept of and the word moon blinked, <laughs> I just something about that just seems like it's just their eyes are just like milky holes, you know, and like it's about looking at the moon, which mm-hmm. is like a big hole kind of, and and then falling asleep. So yeah, I would say like the holes are like being being moon bl- the concept of moon blinked and like and also the pellets also just like yarping up a pellet out of your hole like it goes <laughs> in a hole pellets go the 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 live hole rodent goes in a hole and then it sits in a hole for a while and then it comes back up yeah. the hole yeah. as a little uh-huh. ball yeah um side note so owls don't have buttholes Wait, <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about that because like they so they they the whole reason why they do the pellet thing is because they swallowed their prey whole. So maybe some stuff comes out as like the white like okay. bird poop out of their butthole. Like that is the that those are the things that they can digest. But all the stuff that they can't digest, they cough up. OK, so I, I yes, you're right. I'm uh. Alexa answers.amazon.com. Nope, we don't support Amazon. I'm going to go to answers.com. <laughs> uh, yes, they do. They do have, it's the they stuff they place. can't, uh, you, just what you said. They, yeah, okay. the stuff they, they can't have a, digest. Do they have a cloaca? Is that what they have? Probably. Oh, God, we're going to have to get into cloacas. I love uh, cloacas. Have we not gotten into cloacas? We've never talked about cloacas. That what? is a misstep. That is an oversight on our part. We are we're sorry. S- we are so sorry, everybody. I mean, that's one-stop shopping when it comes yes, to holes. absolutely. You know? That is a one-purpose hole. Yeah, or multi-purpose. One multi-purpose, multi-purpose hole. Yeah. Yeah, I think a clay cloaca is interesting. Um, you just here's what I you you should only need you kind of just only need one hole, right? Like, like why can't it all just come out the one hole? And 
why can't we get our shit together as humans and like streamline the process that's true that's true there must be a reason there must be a reason i also like i i think i've often said scientists are little are freaks um (laughs) that they call cloacal copulation the cloacal kiss which i guess that is what they call it which i don't Again, I'm not sure how that how that works. Like, I do they again, it's none of my business. Is that what they do? They like do two birds go up and they like. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I I never expected this. Reproduce using their cloaca. There, this occurs during a cloacal kiss in most birds. (laughs) Birds that mate using this method touch their cloacae together. In some species, for only a few seconds. All right. Sometimes sufficient time for sperm to be transferred from the male to the female. For some birds, such as ostriches, cassowaries, kiwi, there's a lot of Australian <gasps> stuff, yep. geese, and some species of swans and ducks, the males do not use the cloaca for reproduction, but have a phallus. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, that's right. There are, There's like duck pen- penises. I've birds, seen a duck penis. Oh, yeah. Also use their cloaca for cooling. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Like I want a cloaca. That's not fair. <laughs> it doesn't seem like a lot of like they have a lot of fun. It seems like fish reproduction. Yeah, but yeah. like it's just it's the concept of you just, just like, like having, the efficiency. Yeah, yeah. it's just yes. one hole yeah. to worry about. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just one. And then also it cools you down. Also, it's like air conditioning, like central air. <laughs> Come on. Like that's not <laughs> that's not fair that we can't have that. <sighs> it's great. Uh, it seems like an upgrade. I think you have cloaca envy, which I even Freud super, did not predict that. Yeah. I super have cloaca envy. <laughs> oh, so boy. those are these are a lot of holes we've talked about. Keanu yeah. is very excited over there. I, He's I about think to cross up sufficient an holes. Yeah. I brought up a cloaca. That's my hole. Yeah. Every owl in this movie scientifically had to have a cloaca. They just didn't show it on screen. Yeah. Uh okay. Yeah, so how what was this movie? All right, so yeah, I guess my verdict for this movie is it's really weird. Uh, there's baggy wrinkles, but yeah, and so I think this is like, and it's like a fun wet. It's like a weird fun wet. It's like, you know, you're just like coughing up a turd with all of your buddies, pronouncing weird names and coughing up turds. You know, that's it's pretty much just that. <laughs> yeah, that's what... That's what the text of the film is. Uh, was. It's so, coughing up turds and naming each other Easel Rib and <laughs> Gilfy and Grimble, you know? Uh, oh, boy. Um, yeah. Legends of the Guardians, colon, Owls of Gahul, was as wet as the Australian children's supergroup The Wiggles getting trapped in a void universe where they have to fight the animal cast of Babe who've all taken super serum, so it's not an equal fight. Uh, while they, while the Wiggles can only communicate with one another through the song lyrics from the 1978 Lord of the Rings animation soundtrack. Um, okay, so very, it's very Australian. It's, uh, it brings in a cast of some of the most celebrated Australian entertainers out there. 
much yeah, like the wiggles. all of them all of yeah, them yeah all of them are in this movie <laughs> except Hugh Jackman um, but he almost was yes he almost was um Nicole Kidman refuses to be an owl yeah she's, she's been very very clear and transparent with us all that she will not be an owl in a movie so yeah and then there's like some wet animal stark reality of what it's like to be an animal and how fucked up it is much like the movie babe yeah but yeah but there's also like it's fun and like got a lord of the rings campiness to it um yeah it wasn't the wettest movie we've done but definitely wetter than i thought it was gonna be for like a cgi owl movie yeah (laughs) directed by Zack snyder who i don't know if he's wet or dry he's his own thing yeah I mean, actually thought he was really dry. After this, after watching like 45 minutes of Justice League, I think he's his own brand of, of wetness. That's what I was going to say. I think like yeah. all of his works, you ha- you have to look at it individually and find yeah. the nuanced wetness yes. in it. I think, I think you're not going to find really obvious. I never expected the really wettest part of, of a Zack Snyder movie in this one to be like the pronunciation of things and the, the word, the, the, right. the syntax that was right, used. Right. Uh, that was unexpected. So right. perhaps he's just, perhaps his wetness is just more nuanced right, than right. his actual work (laughs) 300 very nuanced uh (laughs) that the wettest part is like wet abs and again i don't know why i keep talking about this but just that like someone came to leonidas's house and was like arguing with him but he's like wait 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 Let's have this argument near this giant hole (laughs) in your property. This well. I'm gonna stand in front of it. Yep. To allow you to kick me down it. Legendary decision making on everyone's part. Um, Why does everyone? I gotta. You know, I almost gotta gotta watch it now. Cause like. Yeah. The fuck do people like about these guys arguing in front of a hole that they just <laughs> whatever? <laughs> that is I'll... a hole. That is a pretty big hole. It's also like such a big well. I it's been a while since I've seen 300. I don't know if it was like drinking water or if that's the hole they used to kick guys down to make I, a point. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They seem to be doing it a lot. I'm not like I'm not a big Spartan historian. Um, more like Team Athens in the Peloponnesian War. So maybe if there's any like Sparta heads out there, let me know if they just had giant holes in them, in their backyards um, for kicking guys down. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Oh, it's good to get that off my chest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's been eating at me, even though I held our group chat host- hostage with it. <laughs> I still want to talk about it. Um <laughs> This is Sparta, where we have giant holes. I should have mentioned. You didn't see it. It's huge. Um, and yeah, and it's also like you didn't expect that to happen. Right? Like, come on. What did you think was going to happen in front on. of the big giant hole? Yeah. And what I love about that scene, too, is like he gets permission from his wife to do it, which is such like, I love that he's like a wife guy. Like, he loves his wife. And like, the movie is not <laughs> like feminist at all but it's like still it's still like a nice moment where he's like yeah like i hang out with the boys and we're in speedos but like i don't commit violence unless my wife tells me it's okay which i love i love that that's a healthy relationship 
I think that's what 300 is known for, is depicting really healthy relationships. This week's episode is brought to us by Owl City Sleep Solutions. Good day, everybody. Uh, My name is Adam. I'm from uh, Owl City. Uh, Do you suffer from insomnia? I've got a trick for you that's going to work every time. Yeah, just close your eyes eyes and just imagine uh, 10 million fireflies. And uh, yeah, that'll put you to sleep right away because your brain can't process that many fireflies and uh, you'll be knocked out for for two weeks. (laughs) I did not know Adam was from New Zealand. Cool. Yeah. It's hard to say that I'd rather stay awake when I'm asleep Cause everything is never as it seems Cause I get a thousand hugs from ten thousand lightning bugs Is they tried to teach me how to dance Is it wet? This has been a production of Mess and Finesse, a comedy label based out of Somerville, Massachusetts. If you want to hear more of this program or shows like this, please send us an email at admin at messandfinesse.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at M-E-S-S-A-N-D-F-I-N-E-S-S-E dot com. And for more content, directory of programs, or information on live shows and comedy classes, please visit messandfinesse.com or follow us at Mess and Finesse on social media. Thank you for listening.